Hello and welcome to For the Love of Stories. Um, well, I know I said in the last episode that I was not going to put off making it till the next week, but I did. And I did this on purpose, actually, because the last episode, in my eyes, was not very good. And I'm very critical of myself. Um, and you might disagree with me, but I felt that it was not my best work. So I have been working very hard to make a much better uh, ending, and the final battle um, will hopefully be pretty good. Sorry, I'm sounding a little weird. It's very early. It's like, well, it's not that early. It's 7 in the morning, um, but a lot of my family is still asleep. Today is the last day of midwinter break, which I am both sad and happy about. Sad because... Um, well, I'm not going to be on break anymore, but happy because we have nothing to do at home because of the pandemic and also because of the fact that we just have nothing to do. Um, all right, well, enough about that. Uh, we're going to start the episode and this is, I believe, the last episode of season two and I'm just like, that's it. I am going to, once I finish season two, if I do finish it in this episode, this episode might be a little longer. Um... I'm just gonna, there might be like a week's break to prepare for Dragon's Return, um, but then I'm gonna try and start uploading every Saturday, um, so yeah, alright, well, I am going to stop talking now, uh, spoiler warning, this is the last episode of season two, so if you have not already listened to every other episode, then you should not listen to this, and if you haven't listened to season one, I recommend it, it's a much I think it's a much better story in season one, uh, but it's up to you. Um, all right, let's get into it. A million questions ran through Emily's head as she looked at the terrible view before her. An entire castle had been turned to rubble and dust in a matter of seconds. There were hundreds of people who looked confused, wondering what had just happened. Soldiers on their break cooks looking around for their pots and pans, men and women who cleaned the clothes and ironed them looking for the clothes. The king arose from the rubble. His shield didn't even look dirty. It had a different color than the blue shield she had. It was a, it had a purple glow. Not like the purple fire, brighter, much brighter. He began to rock. He rose into the air, lifted his hands, and pointed them towards the floating, <clears throat> towards one of the sorry, one of the floating core users. She raised her hands as if to prepare to fight him, but she but he didn't. He simply waved his hands and then he began to speak odd words. He said. She let out a scream. She suddenly fell to the floor, shaking violently. He let out a laugh. Emily, Emily ran towards Bree, trying to ask what was happening. But Bree looked horror at at the soul user writhing on the ground. Ah! 
That was the sound that came from her. It was an odd sound. First a scream, then a buzz. Something began to glow. It slowly came out of her mouth. She came limp. She became limp. The king snapped his finger, and the little glowing orbs snapped into two small glowing orbs. Sorry, I'm a little like stuttery. That's just something that happens to me sometimes. As I, as I think I'm like, oh, oh. Um, anyways, the first orb seen. The first orb flew towards the king, while the second orb flew back into her mouth. He grabbed it, and then he did something horrifying. He stuck it into his eye. Immediately, his whole body seemed to glow. He raised his hands and blasted some sort of energy towards the three users. The, f- the man jumped in front of them, waved his hands, and a shield appeared just as the energy hit it. They were all blasted backwards. Emery, El- Emily took this chance to ask Bree a few questions. First, she asked, Can you control purple fire? Bree just said, No, I can't. It is the ashes. The ashes? She Emily thought for a moment, and then she realized what it was. The ashes. They had taken them from the family that was killed by the purple fire. She then asked, What happened to that what happened to the other soul user? Her core was taken. Taken? Emily nearly yelled. How can she take it? How can he take it? Then Bree said, I have no time to explain this to you. I'm surprised that my grandmother didn't already. Now, I think that we have someone important that we should take care of before we give long explanations about magic and how it works. Emily thought that she was being fair, that they had to beat the king before they could answer such intense questions. So they turned back to him. He had been blasted backwards, too, in the opposite direction, but his shield still blocked him. At this point, many of the soldiers had rallied and had created a line charging towards them. The king got up and ran with them. Emily thought for a moment. Where did she keep the ashes? She remembered the bottle that she kept the ashes in. Before Harriet had died, she had said to collect them. She took out the bottle. Bree looked at it and said, Those are perfect. Open it and throw it across the floor. So Emily did that, just that. She opened the bottle and scattered them in a, in a long line just in front of them. <coughs> the, <coughs> sorry, I'm a little, my throat, my throat is a little clogged. The soldiers were charging at them faster and faster. Bree said, can you control fire? Fire, said Emily. I'll take that as a no, said Bree. She raised her hands and flames shot from her fingers. They hit the ashes and suddenly turned purple. They spread down the ashes, but just stayed there, making a small line. The flames weren't too high, and from afar you wouldn't even notice they were there. 
But as the soldiers got closer, they seemed to notice the, the odd purple line that came before them. They thought it was nothing. They just decided they would hop over it. It was thin enough. But as they got close, they, they found that the flames began to rise. They kept rising as they got closer to the point that they had, the flames had created a huge wall between them and, and the Koryuzu's. One brave soldier ran straight through the flames, but the flames caught him and threw him back to the other soldiers. The king said, It's just fire! <coughs> it's just fire! Someone can beat it! <coughs> Sorry, I'm really, my throat is clogged. Um, hundreds of soldiers began to run with axes and swords and spears and threw them at the flames but the flames just threw them back at them the flames were so high now if you saw them you would think they were touching the sky the soldiers cowered at them their weapons didn't work but the king pushed his way through and said you know what if your stones and meadows won't destroy them my <clears throat> won't destroy it my my magic will he snapped his fingers and water came shooting towards the flames something odd happened the water hit the flames and they slowly went out but this time but now they were no longer flames they were a gas steam from the water hitting the fire flew in the air it began to soar towards the soldiers it hit them and you may just think it was steam but they but the steam hit them and suddenly they were all screaming in pain they were being smashed into one another it had gotten into the air and it was it was a strong power that they couldn't control one of the so one of the core users <clears throat> created the man created a shield around them so that the mist wouldn't get near them they watched as the soldiers were slowly taken out, as the steam rose around them, until finally the, those who had not been killed retreated in fear. Only the king was left. He raised his hands, flames from one, water from the other, but it was too late for him. But it was too late for him. Emily had figured out or, not Emily, God. Mm. I'm so sorry, I just stumped myself. Uh, give me one moment. Emily rose her hands. They began to glow with an odd power. She pointed them towards the king, and there was a blast of dark and light energy. It hit him square in the stomach. His body seemed to crumble and crack. He fell to the floor. He blew away in the dust. They had defeated him. They had defeated the final killers. Emily turned back to Bree and asked, how did he take her core? And he, she got the explanation she wanted. Bree explained, the core is connected to the soul. To take one's core power you need to take a soul 
and then split the core from the soul. The, now, how do you get a soul, you might ask? Well, the eye is the key to the soul, many say. So, by using a certain spell, you can go, you, you can go in through the eye and make the mouth the keyhole. And when you use the magic, you take the magic from the eye, put it in the mouth, and you are able to extract a soul. Then he simply split the core and took it for himself. Then she asked, but he said that they experimented on all core users. Is that really true? She gave out a sigh and said, yes, it is sadly true that they experimented on many core users to steal their cores. They didn't immediately know how to do it, and they didn't immediately have the magic to do it. They had to experiment on many, and many lost their lives. And then she had the final question about the purple fire. How could you control the purple fire? How, how could we control the purple fire with the ashes? Just carry it. <clears throat> oh, sorry, did I say carry it? I meant Bree. And this Bree said, well, the purple fire is a magic that was accidentally created in a way that that not many understand, and not many still understand it. The only thing we truly understand is that, that when purple fire, it, when fire touches the ashes of someone who is killed by purple fire, it becomes purple fire and can be controlled. Other than that, it cannot be controlled. Then, then she said, you have very strong energy. I suggest that you rebuild the castle. Rebuild the castle, Emily thought. Was that even possible? She blurted out loud. Bree gave a laugh. Oh, young core users. They all say stuff like this. It's easy. Just use the same blast that you used on the king. Just think not destructive, but constructive. So Emily closed her eyes felt the power rushing through her hands again, raised them, but this time did not think of destruction, but construction. There was a little bit of a sound around them. Emily opened her eyes. They were standing in a stone room. The castle had been rebuilt around them. From that day forward, those four core users created the new council, and they worked hand-in-hand hand with humans. And so they all lived happily ever after. We finished the core's power, and you know what? That ending was... I think that the final battle was quite good, I'd say. I think that... Um, sorry. I'm just happy that I finished that because I was so nervous about that. Um, so I'm probably going to take... A week or so to so I might not post next Saturday because I'm getting ready for Dragon's Turn which is one of my uh, favorite stories and I'll might give a little backstory towards it uh, in the next episode if I haven't already <coughs> long story short it was a game I used to play with some kids where some of us would be evil and some of us would be good and the evil people were trying to bring all the dragons back and I adapted it into a short story and that short story was adapted into a longer story, which is now what you're going to be hearing. <clears throat> um, I'm not great with editing, endings, um, 
but I think I did a pretty good job with that. I hope, I hope I did, I don't know. Um, I'm going to probably listen to myself in a few days and be like, man, I did a terrible job. But you know what? That's for me to worry about another day. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and I will, see, I will see you next time. And don't forget to send a voice message, leave a comment on Breaker. Uh, I would love feedback. And I guess if that's all, then thank you for listening. Bye-bye.